Hello and welcome to the Buyer to Badass podcast with me, your host, Abby. After over 10 years in the corporate world, buying for four global retailers that have taken me from London to Dublin to Dubai, I've taken the plunge and quit. Join me for the ride as I go freelance. I talk marketing mindset and myself and chat to other buyers who have taken the leap too as I build my business like the badass entrepreneur I know I can be and show you how you can do it too. Welcome back to the Buyer's Badass podcast. And if you're new here, I am your host, Abby. I was a fashion buyer for 10 years and I moved to Dubai from the UK and then I quit my job and I started my own business, which some people may say is crazy. And this podcast is all about the wild ride that it is, because trust me, it is a wild ride. And there's so many ups and downs and there's so much to navigate. And I just find that nobody talks about it. Everyone says it's so hard when you start your own business. You know, the first year is going to be really tough. The first two years are going to be really tough. You're going to have to work so hard, but no one tells you why. Why is that? So this podcast, I am kind of revealing it all. I'm very transparent, very honest with you guys. And what has been going on with me then? So my parents arrive in Dubai in four days time. I am so, so excited. Ben and I have lived in Dubai now for nearly two and a half years and my parents have not visited us yet. Can you even believe that? So I am so excited for them to actually come and visit us. We can show them our home that we've built and not literally built our home, but in terms of the life that we've built in a different country in Dubai and they've never been to Dubai and I can't wait to show them Dubai because I think Dubai is a very misunderstood place. I think you see it on Instagram, you see all of the influences here, you see the beaches, you see the beach clubs, you see the partying, but that is not the life that we live at all. Like we live a very kind of, I want to say understated, but compared to the UK is definitely not understated, but compared to Dubai standards, it is understated. And we go on nice walks, we rescue cats, we chill at the beach and the pool and we are just hustling building our businesses and I can't wait to show my parents that however I am now preparing the house for them to stay with us now I don't think I have lived with my parents for two weeks since I was about 17 years old (laughs) because even when I go home for Christmas I do not stay with them for two weeks so that will be interesting I'll let you know how that is but I've kind of been pottering around the house getting it ready for them and I was looking at everything we have and everything in this house we have bought. And again, I'm so, so proud of it. And I'm so grateful that we could build a beautiful home. And I was looking at some of the stuff we've got, like even like steamers for clothes and just, we we have a lot of stuff, okay? And I think at the age of 31 that I am now, I actually only feel like an adult now. I feel like I only felt like an adult when I actually started my business. It's so funny, isn't it? So I'd be interested to hear, do you guys feel like adults? At what age do you actually feel like an adult? Totally off topic, that piece, but what else has been going on this week then? So it rained in Dubai yesterday. Now rain for you guys in the UK is no biggie. It's part of life. It's a daily almost occurrence. Rain in Dubai happens probably three days a year. It does not happen a lot. And most of the time, actually, they artificially make it rain, which is a whole other story that I'm not going to go into. But we were woken up at 5am yesterday morning with the biggest thunder and lightning storm ever. 
and it was just absolutely tipping it down. And Dubai doesn't really have a drainage system because obviously it never rains, so they don't need it to. And it's so hot here all year round the floor or the tarmac just kind of absorbs any water that there is anyway. But yesterday morning then, because it rained, the whole kind of city just came to a standstill because the roads were flooded, you couldn't drive. And I had two meetings yesterday and they both actually cancelled because of the rain. And funnily enough, both of the people that I was having meetings with were were English people. And I thought, you know what? You know exactly what rain is. You can brave the rain and come out. But I actually went for breakfast with a friend of mine and we turned up. She's Irish. She was in a jumper and trousers. I was in a winter coat and we were watching people on the beach. And you can tell who's a tourist and who's a resident of Dubai because of the clothing that they wear. But when it hits like under 25 degrees in Dubai, us residents literally put our winter clothes on. So for the first time, I actually felt all kind of cozy and wintry and I'm an autumn gal. Give me the basic bitch pumping pumpkin spice latte. I'm so there for that. So I had a lovely day yesterday in the rain, but today is bright sunshine again. So I think we're actually going to hit a pool day today. So this is winter in Dubai, guys. And I definitely deserve my relaxing pool day today because I worked so hard last week. I can't even tell you. And if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you would have heard me kind of say that I've been in a bit of a a slump, a funk, and I found it hard to kind of get motivated. And I'd kind of lost like a bit of a spark for my business. And look, I love my business. I love what I'm doing, but I just didn't feel very motivated and I didn't really know where I wanted to take the business. And so I've been really, really working hard on that for the last few weeks. And I feel like it all just clicked. And I worked so hard last week. I was working really long hours, but I loved it. And yeah, I feel like I've got my mojo back, guys. And so I'm feeling great for it. We also had one of Ben's friends staying with us for the week last week. And we have had back-to-back guests since July, really. And I am so grateful for that because when we first said we were moving to Dubai... All of our friends said, yep, it's only a six hour flight. We can't wait to come and visit you. And for the first year, no one came. Actually, that's a lie. We had one, my best friend came with um, her boyfriend and they came for four days, bless them. And that was it for a year. Now, to be fair to everyone, we did move during COVID. So for that first year, there was still like the green list, the red list. Oh my God, do you even remember those? That seems like a lifetime ago, but you needed a PCR test. So I get that it was a bit of a ball lake for people to come. But then for the last kind of 18 months, we have just had guests constantly and it is amazing. And yeah, for the last three months, we literally have had guests back to back. There was one day where my friend left at lunchtime and Ben's friend arrived that morning. So I had to do a really quick change of the spare bedroom. And it's lovely when people are here um, but it is a lot when you've got people in your house. So Ben and I now are enjoying a week where it's just the two of us and Harley, of course, our cat, um, in the house before my parents come. So today is the day for us to just to relax and have a lovely day, which
which I can't wait for. And then, like I said, four days until my parents come and my mum, bless her, she is bringing basically an extra suitcase full of stuff for me. So the postal system in Dubai is also very, very bad. So if you're ever sending anything to Dubai, do not do it by the general post because it never arrives. So for the last two years, Ben and I haven't gone home for Christmas and my mum, bless her, has sent us Christmas presents that have been returned. So she's actually bringing the last two years of Christmas presents plus this year's worth of Christmas presents. I think she's bringing me an advent calendar. I hope she's bringing us advent calendars. And if anyone doesn't know, I used to be the Christmas decorations buyer at Primark for a good like four or five years, I think. And I love Christmas. I love Christmas decorations. And the suppliers I worked with actually created me my own Christmas decorations to match the theme of my house. We never actually bought them for Primark, but they actually did me some samples. And so I've got the most beautiful Christmas decorations at home. And Christmas decorations in Dubai are so expensive. Like I can't even tell you. Really, we only have like the local retailers who don't do Christmas that well. Or then we have like M&S and they double their prices on Christmas decorations. And I'm sorry, but I'm just not paying that. So my mum is bringing basically a suitcase full of Christmas decorations. And I've actually sent her pictures of my house, told her my theme. And she's actually gone to like Dunelm and the range in the UK. And she's bought me some new garlands and wreaths because before when we were in the apartment we had no stairs we didn't really have a front door so I couldn't really use that that type of decoration but now we have stairs we're in the villa we've got a lovely big like American front door so I want a big wreath on it and I absolutely can't wait so that is what the next few days are looking like for me and yes we do have our Christmas tree up it is the 18th of November I believe I put it up about three days ago but Ben and I are on holiday um over Christmas this year we're actually going to Zan bar which I'm so excited for so I thought you know what we're going to be away for a week at Christmas so I can put my tree up at least two weeks early so that's exactly what I've done but I want to circle back around now to what I was saying about how I've been feeling in a bit of a sticking point if anyone asked me how I was feeling I would say I feel like I was just treading water I was doing everything or most things that I should have been doing but I just didn't really feel like I was getting anywhere and I didn't really know where I was going and so I've been really working hard on my mindset my kind of daily routine and essentially kind of manifesting and making it happen and changing my vibe changing my frequency and I've been doing it now for about three or four weeks and like I said I really feel like it's suddenly just clicked and I've had a couple of wild things that happened last week as well and the first one is so I actually lost my first client so I don't think I've spoken about this on this podcast yet but this is again the reality of being self-employed and I most of my clients sign up for anywhere between four to six months if it's a retainer client or I also do project-based work as well and I had this client that she did six months with me it was quite a high ticket client as far as I was concerned everything was fine and she hadn't actually kind of given me any heads up um that she wouldn't be renewing the contract now this could have been an issue with myself as well because I just assumed that she would renew so I asked her for a catch-up call you know uh, kind of a month a couple of weeks before the contract was due to end and I was under the impression she would just renew and she actually said to me that her strategy had changed and she didn't have the budget to actually keep me on um so she wasn't going to 
be able to renew the contract. And I was quite shocked at that. And I had to rework like my financial forecast for the next few months. And I mean, look, you live and learn and it was fine, but it was a shock to me. And that is the reality of being self-employed, I guess. And so, yeah, I've been working on how I can kind of recoup that income through other clients, what I can do. Um, but then last week, so this all happened about a month ago now. And then last week, she actually came back to me and said she's re-reviewed her strategy and she would like to keep me on, but for half the amount of hours that I was doing before. So I've basically gained that client back, which is absolutely incredible. And I truly believe that was just because I changed my mindset. At first, I was very like down in the dumps about it. And I was very much going through, is there anything I could have done differently? Like, how am I going to recoup that money? And I very much came from it from a mindset of lack and frustration and not a good place. And then in the last few weeks, I've completely flipped my mindset and I'm very much sitting now in a gratitude space and I'm very much looking forward to the future in terms of what I'm going to do in my business. And so I genuinely feel like that change in thoughts and changing my kind of vibe made her come back, which is incredible. And then another thing that happened is, again, if you've listened to the last few episodes, you would have known that I was looking to hire someone because I had all of this business lined up and it was brilliant. I couldn't take it all on. And I, I had the income to actually be able to hire someone. And then it all went to shit when I lost that one of my biggest clients. Um, and I had some other clients that it just takes a little while to get clients over the line sometimes, especially when they're signing up with me for six months and it's quite high ticket what they're paying. So I have to kind of have a few meetings with them, really go through what we're going to go through, what we're going to actually do for them, show them proof of concept, how I've done it before. It's not just a have a call with them and they sign up on the call, send them a payment link, great, done. And it takes time. So basically it didn't all kind of work out in the right way in terms of hiring someone because I didn't have the stability for the next few months in terms of what that was going to look like and whether or not I could hire someone. So that would have been quite a big risk for my business. And then the gal that I was going to hire, so we had an interview, we've been talking for a little while and she's fantastic and I really wanted to hire her. Um, she actually came to me and we had a conversation about how we could make it work for both of us. And then obviously I've gained this client back and then two of the clients that I've been kind of hustling have signed up for January. So yeah, I'm really excited to announce that I have hired someone. Now she's working for me part-time, which is brilliant. And I'm really hoping that I can increase her hours over time. So again, it all just worked out. So I feel like where I was kind of sat like three or four weeks ago is a completely different space to what I'm sat in now. And I genuinely think it's because of the work I've been doing. So on this episode, then I want to talk all things manifesting and making shit happen this week because you can absolutely do it and I have quite a long history in the last few years of some amazing manifesting wins and changing my beliefs changing my mindset and I've had some incredible outcomes for, from it but then in the last few weeks I've just been I've just been a bit stuck I don't know where I wanted to go and, and what goals I wanted to take. And so I'm going to kind of talk to you about two different things on this episode. Like it's really quite easy to manifest when you know what you want and when you know what your goal is, but also when you don't know what you want necessarily, you just know that it's not what you're in now. You can think it's quite hard to manifest, but it's absolutely not. Now, disclaimer here, 
I actually hate the word manifesting. I think it's become way too mainstream and I think people throw it around and almost like take the piss out of it. But I am a true believer. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. What actually is manifesting then? Is it your thoughts or is it action? That is the long standing debate. Now I had breakfast with my friend last week and we were talking about this and she said to me, and this was her view on me, she said, but you're not manifesting. And I was like, what do you mean I'm not manifesting? Of course I'm manifesting. And she said, no, Abby, you set a goal and then you take the action to make it happen. So you're making it happen. You're not manifesting it. However, I would fully disagree with that because I genuinely think by my thoughts and putting those thoughts out there to the universe that they are helping me as well. If life was that simple that we could just set a goal and put the actions in place to achieve it, we would all be doing everything that we wanted to. But our mind and our beliefs and our thoughts often get in the way of that. And we also have to remember that things will happen for us at the right time that they're meant to happen. How many of you have had something where you've wanted it so, so badly and it hasn't happened in the timeline that you anticipated or that you wanted, but then potentially it's happened to you like a year later, maybe like like you, you were single for a year longer than you wanted to be, but actually the guy that you met and the relationship that you have now, it all worked out for the best time. And you look back and you're like, I'm so glad that happened at the timing it did. So we really have to d- trust in like the divine timing of the universe, but it always brings us back to that question of was it action or was it the universe? But then how do we take that action? Like I said, when you're stuck and you've got this goal and you have no idea how to get there, it can be really, really hard to actually know what action to take. So one thing that I actually did is I had some life coaching last week and I've got four life coaching sessions with an incredible lady and we really dug into this and we really spoke about belief and I thought the reason why I was feeling stuck recently and didn't really know where I wanted to go is because I didn't believe that I could get there. Of course I know what I want my life to be like. I want to live in a five-bed villa that I own in Dubai. I want to be running an incredible business where I potentially have about five employees and we're making money each month and I'm able to travel back to the UK regularly to see my friends and family. I'm able to fly my friends and family out to Dubai to see us and we go on holiday and obviously that's my dream life and I'm sure you guys all have a vision of what you want your life to be but it's then how do we get there and I genuinely didn't I don't think I believed that I could actually get my business to that point and we really dug into why I believed that I could quit my job and start a business in the first place because arguably that's actually harder than what I'm doing now in terms of taking my business to the next level and she was honestly fantastic so I feel like that kind of was the key to unlock my belief. And that's why I had such a great week last week. But let's take it back to basics. When did I become a believer? And again, I hate all of these like terms of like manifesting believer, but some people actually call it a spiritual awakening. Like when did you have your spiritual awakening? And again, I really don't like that because I just feel like it's all a bit like woo woo, but here we are anyway. 
I genuinely think I've always been quite intuitive. I thought everyone was the same, but when you say trust your gut, I really, really trust my gut and I can really believe that something's going to happen when it's going to happen. And I've had some mad experiences where I've kind of like had a dream or had a thought and then it's happened and it's totally crazy. But I know that everyone's not that intuitive. But for me, I always have been. So I actually think I've probably been manifesting my whole life and not actually realized it. But I'm going to take you back to probably about six years ago now, which is absolutely crazy. I was a buyer for Primark and I was on secondment in Dublin. And so I had a kind of hotel apartment in Dublin, but I also had my home in the UK and I had my life in the UK. And I was able to fly back every week to the UK. And so I did that. I barely stayed in Dublin at the weekends. And so on a Monday morning, I'd leave my house at about 4 or 5 a.m. to get the first flight to Ireland and I'd fly back on a Thursday night. Normally I'd leave the office at about 4 or 5 p.m. But re- really that flight was never on time. And anyone at Primark who's been doing that flight, you know what I'm talking about. And I was not getting home until like 10, 11 p.m. I was then just knackered the whole of Friday. And then I'd see my friends Saturday, Sunday morning. By the time it hits Sunday lunchtime, you're packing your bags, you're doing your washing to then leave again at 4 a.m. on that Monday morning. So I didn't really have a life in Dublin and I didn't really have a life in the UK. And when I was in Dublin, obviously I was living in, in a hotel. So most nights I'd be going out for drinks and for dinner because I didn't really have anything else to do or I'd be working really long hours because again, I'm not just going to go back to a hotel room and sit there by myself. So I got into quite a bad um, physical kind of health state in terms of I was eating out all the time I didn't really wasn't really tracking what I was eating I wasn't really doing much exercise and I was very much burning the candle at both ends and all my life I've kind of struggled with my weight I'm one of those people that I will just look at food and I will put on weight and so I think I'd got to the stage where I was very unhappy with how I looked and that was really affecting me mentally and then I moved back to the UK and I was like right something's got to change and I actually hired a PT and that's a story for another day but my whole life changed from there and I guess on the surface everything seemed great you know I was flying to Dublin every week I had this amazing job I just bought a house in the UK but imagine just buying your first home in the UK all I wanted to do was be in that home and I was having to live in a different country for four times a week four nights a week I had to get on a plane to go to work like it was crazy but again if you were to look at me on the surface you'd be like oh my god she's living the dream but honestly I was so unhappy I was burnt out and I was just working for holiday to holiday you know I would book my annual leave and I would just count down all the time until I would get to the that that holiday or I'd just work till the weekend and I'd just look forward to my weekends and it really wasn't a kind of conducive way of working and like I said I was overweight I was unhappy and then fast forward six years I I'm now going to the gym every day. I'm very healthy. My boyfriend that I've been with for nearly four years now is a personal trainer, which is some sort of sick joke the universe is playing on me to make sure that I stay in a healthy and fit place. 
and we live in Dubai. I've got my own business. And if you can't say that that is manifest manifestation at its best, I really don't know um, what manifestation is. But again, I did put the action into it. So the first action I took was I hired a PT and I would go to this personal trainer four times a week, face-to-face um, sessions. And I knew that I had to have the PT four times a week or I just wouldn't go. There was no point me doing one session a week and then three by myself because those three just wouldn't happen. So I spent quite a lot of money on the PT, but for me, it was so worth it because genuinely it changed everything. It didn't just change my body and the way I looked, it completely changed my mindset. And it made, it made me realize that I could set goals and achieve them. And I could do what I set my mind to. It put me in a really strict routine as well, which really helped kind of everything. And then we went into lockdown in the UK and I carried on by myself because by that point I'd had this routine so set and I was really enjoying the results that I was seeing. So to be honest, for me, lockdown was the best time ever. I was able to kind of spend my days at home, obviously working, but listening to podcasts. I'd listen to affirmations every morning. I'd go on two walks a day. I was reading and it was really the best time for me just to spend time on myself. And at this point I was actually single I'd gone through quite a messy breakup to be honest it wasn't messy it was just a bit fucked up as they always are and I didn't really have like anyone on my radar like that wasn't I was focusing on myself, you know, that age old saying, and then along came Ben. And so everything just kind of fell into place. And I had this vision of the relationship I wanted and how I wanted to look. And that definitely spurred me on throughout the whole time. But it was the action that I took that actually got me there. There's no point me sitting on the sofa, kind of watching podcasts or listening to podcasts, doing reading, and then eating a bar of chocolate and not moving because that wasn't going to get me to my goals of what I wanted to do. So like I said, when you've got a really firm goal in your sights, it's almost quite easy to actually take the steps to do it because you're so determined and you're so motivated. But what that's all well and good. But what about when you don't have that goal in sight? And that's where I've kind of been recently until last week anyway. Now I've actually set my goals and I've worked on an action plan and I'm feeling great about it. But this is essentially the four steps of what we do to manifest and to make shit happen. So the four steps are number one is you have to have the thought. You have to kind of know kind of roughly where you want to go. Have the thought of where you want to get to. Step number two then is you have to feel it. How are you going to feel when you're in that place? And this is where belief comes in. You have to wholeheartedly believe that you can get there and that you are that person. Step number three then is you take the action to get there. And step number four, and this is sometimes the hardest for most people, and most people actually skip this one, is you have to just relax and let it happen. You have to let go of it, knowing and trusting that you are going to get there. And this is where it comes back to kind of trusting the divine timing of the universe and just trusting that you are that person and that is coming to you. So now to kind of dive into these then in a bit more detail. So number one, thoughts. 
how do we actually work out what we want? That's where this comes in. So this is where you you have to spend time on it. It's taken me four weeks really of consistent work to actually get to the point of this is where I want to get to. And this is my goal for 2024. It's not always going to come to you instantaneously. So really spend time visualizing and thinking about what you really, really want. You can then work back from that sometimes as well. Like this helps. And this is what I definitely did when I left my job and started my business. I really thought of the end goal of where I wanted to get to. So I really wanted freedom and flexibility over my time and location. And I wanted to be able to like travel home regularly back to the UK. And that was kind of the plan. So then I worked back and I was like, right, to do that, I need to be self-employed. I can't be employed to do that because I'm only going to get four weeks annual leave and et cetera, et cetera. So you can also go about it from the other way and go for that big kind of vision of where you want to get to. And then you can break it down into kind of goals of what you need to do to actually get there. But in short then, step number one is you have to have that thought of where you want to get to. Otherwise, you're just going to kind of be walking or cycling to nothing. Step number two then is belief. And I think I'm going to do a whole other podcast episode on belief because honestly, my therapy session or my life coaching session last week where all we did was talk about belief, it was incredible. And if you do not have that belief in yourself, if you do not believe that you can achieve that goal that you've set out in step number one, why is anyone else going to believe that? Why is the universe going to give it to you if even you can't believe it? You are your number one cheerleader. So you really have to get into a state of belief. And again, I've been sat in a state of non-belief for the last, like literally probably like three or four months in terms of, I kind of knew in the back of my head, didn't really want to admit it of where I wanted to get my life and my business to. But what was stopping me is I really didn't believe that I could take it to that that next level. So what did I do then? So the first thing I did is I took evidence of other people who had done or were doing what I was doing. And again, if you listen to last week's episode, I was actually talking about how I had evidence of another brand who were doing very similar things to me. And I actually turned that emotion into jealousy, which was not a good look at all. But now I've actually turned it back into proof of concept. It's evidence into other people that are doing what I want to do, which means I can do it too. If they can do it, why can't I? Then I look for evidence of when I've done it before. So like I said, I left my job and I started my business. If I could do that, why can't I now take my business to the next level and achieve my next goals? Of course I can, because I've done it once. There's evidence there already. Then comes the hard work. You have to work through your limiting beliefs. So I really went through why I didn't feel like I could get there. And again, I'm going to save this for another episode because I don't want to waffle on too much here because God, it was a journey going through these limiting beliefs, but you really have to kind of take some time by yourself and either talk to yourself or write it out as to what you're feeling and why that's not true. So I've done lots of journaling and lots of kind of reflecting and then you can reframe your mind because fun fact here, our mind cannot distinguish between what is reality and what is not reality. So if you're thinking a specific thought, your mind does not know whether that's real or not. So you can actually reframe your mind into 
thinking and believing these thoughts. And this is where affirmations are absolutely brilliant. So you can maybe record on voice memos on your phone some affirmations like, I run my successful six-figure business. And you just repeat that every morning. Your mind then starts to replay that in your head. It's so, so powerful. But you have to remember these things take time. They're not just going to happen after a couple of days of you doing this. It's taken me four weeks to really kind of get to the point where I feel like I've had a bit of a breakthrough. And it's probably going to take me another four weeks to truly, truly live in that vibe. Step number three then is the action. And this is the, this is the fun bit. I find this bit the most exciting, but this is where you're really going to work on actionable steps to get you there. And again, this might take you some time. What I did last week is I actually put like flip chart paper up on my wall. Got I got like the felt tips out and I was working on a bit of a mind map and I broke it all down as to exactly what I needed to do on like a daily, a weekly and a monthly basis to get me to my goal. So my goal, one of them for next year is actually a monetary income goal for my business. So I then took that I wanted to earn 40,000 dirhams per month in my business. I then break that down into based on my current prices, how many clients I need to bring in each month. I probably need to bring in about 10 clients a month. Normally, I convert about... 50% of the discovery calls that I have into clients. So I then need to be having 20 discovery calls a month. Say that I then convert 50% of the conversations that I have into calls. I then need to be having 40 conversations with people a week to bring in new leads to my business. Um, sorry, a month to bring in new leads to my business. So 40 conversations a month is then about two a day, one to two a day. So I now know that I need to reach out, whether it's on Instagram DMs or whether it's by email, whether it's on LinkedIn, to at least four people a day to then say half of them will reply to me to then have those two conversations a day. That is such an actionable step for me to take. And before I know it, I know that I'm going to be achieving that income goal. So you can then do the same. Same as if I take you back to my weight loss journey that we spoke about at the beginning of this episode. I knew that that's what I needed to do. So I hired a PT. I hired a PT four times a week and I turned up to the sessions and I took the action. So there's a lot that you can do in terms of giving yourself a plan as to things that you need to do daily, weekly and monthly to actually get you to that goal. And then step number four is you need to trust that your feeling is strong enough to make it happen. And that those action steps that you're taking are going to get you there. And this, it can be so, so difficult, but you have to enjoy the journey. You have to live as if you're that person that is going to achieve that goal. And you just have to get on with it every day. Sometimes put that goal to the back of your mind and just get on with the action. And before you know it, it will happen. And you know, it's going to happen because your belief in yourself is so true. You know, it's going to come at some point. And do you know what? The the one that really resonates for me with this is the villa that we live in now. And when we first moved to Dubai, we lived in the most beautiful two-bed apartment in like kind of the city centre, so Dubai Marina. And it was a 10-minute walk from my work and everything is in Marina. You can't go wrong with Marina. If anyone's moving to Dubai, I would highly recommend you live in Dubai Marina. There's a mall there, there's a waitrose there, you're right on the beach. You just can't go wrong with it. And we loved it, but we had our sights set on a villa. For me, I think where I've grown up in kind of the suburbs of the UK, a house is a home. An apartment is not a home for me. I've never lived in a city and I just, I 
I didn't really feel like it was our home. So for us, we really wanted the villa. We really wanted a garden with a barbecue. Like I said, Ben and I love just kind of chilling, putting a barbecue on. We'd do that all the time in the UK during lockdown. And you can't have a barbecue on a balcony. So that was actually quite a big thing for us. Um, we wanted to kind of be surrounded by greenery and have lots of parks around us, which again, you can't get in the city centre. But the biggest symbol this villa held is that it had three bedrooms, which meant obviously we would have a bedroom and then we could each have an office for our businesses. So that in turn meant we were both running our own businesses. Because when we set this goal, Ben was also kind of employed and I was obviously full-time employed. So it meant that we were working from home. Um, The villa is not in the city centre. It's quite unusual to get villas in city centres in Dubai, obviously because of the space. And so it also meant that we were living further out in Dubai, which meant that we weren't commuting, which again meant that we were running online businesses. So this villa symbolised so much. And for a year, I would write down every morning that I was visualising and that we were living in our villa. And now it's happened. And I genuinely just kind of put in the steps of starting my own business and kind of building that up. And then the villa came as part of that. And I had to kind of let it go and just know that that villa was going to come to me at some point. Now, if I had my way, the villa would have come to us a year earlier than it did. But looking back now, I'm so grateful it came to us when it did, because it was the right time for us to move and relocate and all of that. So trust in yourself, believe in yourself and just let it happen because everything that you deserve and everything that's meant to happen is coming to you. So I really hope that you found this episode useful. Like I said, I feel like so many people talk about manifestation and they throw around the word and it's become very over commercialized, but I hope that I've broken it down for you and you can really kind of use this. And sometimes when you're feeling stuck, the last thing you want to do is to kind of take an hour out of your day and really think about what you want and stuff because you're just feeling so meh and I was exactly there but trust me just small little things every day even if it's just writing down three things that you're grateful for in the morning or just listening to your affirmations or just listening to an uplifting podcast once a day your mindset will slowly start start to change and then you'll be in the position where you can really take the time and set your goals and work on the steps and before you know it you're going to be living the life life that you dream of it can happen and it's I'm sure it's happened to all of you so far and now you've got new goals and it's the same with me I am living now my manifestation from a year ago and I've now set my 2024 manifestations and I'm now just going to enjoy working towards them and making them happen So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for being here with me again today. And as always, please, please, please just follow this podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, it helps me so much. And obviously rate, review and subscribe. And I will chat to you next week. Bye.